0: And now we take you to Evangel Assembly of God in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org.
1: Well, good morning. How is everyone today? You doing good? Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Are you excited to hear the word? Well, I'm excited to get to be with all of you today, and as Pastor has shared, I have been here for almost nine years, so thank you for, for keeping up with me for these past nine years, and for those of you who don't know, I have a wonderful husband, Paul Hill, and um, yes, and I have a beautiful 16-month little girl. Who keeps us very busy, very, very busy. I mean, in her sleep, she is still going. I don't know if any of you parents have those kids, um, but Paul and I constantly stay on the move. But we love Sophie and we love all of you today. And it is Mother's Day. And um, I get the opportunity to be here with my mom. And so, Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you. You are the best mom in the world. And I appreciate all that you've done for me and my sisters and all you continue to do. She is the most giving lady. I have ever met. Um, as we're getting started today, I have a few mom sayings, which I thought were kind of fun to share. It says, "You know you're a mom if you find yourself hiding behind a cabinet door, stuffing your face with chocolate so your kids can't see you, and then you offer them organic rice cakes." <laughs> yeah One mom says, "Some days I amaze myself, and the other days I put the laundry in the oven." One woman said, I miss, being a pre- I miss being pregnant and feeling my sweet baby move inside of me. Now that sweet baby pulls my hair, screams at me, and laughs while running away. That's Sophie for us right now. One woman says, the closest thing you get to gourmet cooking is Rice Krispie bars. And then I like this one. One mom said, being a mom is knowing I will wake up every morning with my hands full, but I go to bed every night with my heart even fuller. Well, I have four words for you today. Four words. God is at work. God is at work. How many of you today like to read? You enjoy the opportunity to grab a good, a good book. You know, I I enjoy when I used to have the opportunity more so to get out a good, a good mystery. And, um, I would get in the middle of this book and it would get suspenseful and, I'd get a little like, what's going to happen? And so I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll flip to the end of the book to kind of see what happens because it makes the middle a little easier to go through. And how many of you wish that we could do the same thing with our lives? Sometimes we get in the middle of life, we get in the middle of circumstances, and you're just like, man, I, I wish I could just flip to the end of this chapter, flip to the end of this season, and see what's happening and see what's going on. Well, there's a quote I love, and we have it for you today. It says, it's not always about the ending, it's about the story. God is writing a story of all of our lives today. And oftentimes, it's, I find that sometimes it's in the middle is where the miracle can take place. It's in those hard times is where God is at work. And Renee Swope has a quote and she says, sometimes life takes us places we never expected to go. And in those places, God writes a story we never thought would be ours. Maybe you're sitting here today in the story that you are in right now, that is your life, what you're going through. You, you never really saw yourself at this place. You, you didn't see yourself here this wasn't what you had planned for yourself and life has taken some unexpected twists and some unexpected turns and you know mom's you know maybe with your children there's been some relationships that that has happened with them and and some things that have gone on and there's some distance between you and maybe it's relationships with your spouse today and maybe it's your job it's your family it's just it's just life you're going through some hard times and Some things have taken place and it's kind of messy and you find yourself right in the middle. Well, I want to tell you this morning again that God is at work. And this morning, we're going to enter into a story in the word of God where we get to see the beginning and we get to see the middle and we get to see the end of the story. We get to see how it all turns out. But for this mother we're going to talk about this morning, she could only see the next step that was in front of her. This woman could not see the bigger picture that was unfolding in front of her at the time. Now, you know, one of the greatest men in the Old Testament was Moses. Moses became the kind of man he was because of his mother. He is widely known for leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. At the age of 80, he had a burning bush experience where God gave him his calling And plans for his life. Moses was the one who uh, met with Pharaoh. And had all of those plagues in Egypt. And he walked the people through all of the plagues. And then when the people were leaving and walking out of Egypt, they got to the Red Sea. And Moses was the man who believed that God had a plan. And God parted the Red Sea right in the middle. And they walked on dry land and a miracle took place and Moses was set apart. He had a purpose and he had a plan and God had a destiny for his life. And today I want you to know that you are set apart. God has a purpose and God has a plan for your life. And God sees right where you are at today. He knows your name. He knows every hair on your head and he has not forgotten about you. So today we're going to talk about the mother behind the man. Today we're going to talk about Jochebed. Today, we're going to talk about Jacobin. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word this morning, Lord. God, I thank you for every person in this house. I thank you for every woman. I thank you for every mother, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you would bless this time, Lord Jesus. And you know exactly what we need. You know what we walked in here today, Lord God, talking to you about. So I thank you, God, that the answers are on their way, Lord God. I thank you, God. You are the God of more than enough, Lord God. And there is nothing that is too hard for you. And today you're desiring to do miracles right now in this place in our lives. So we count you faithful. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, labor was hard, but Jochebed was stronger. She had a midwife by her side and her precious little one was almost here and the midwife said, "Jacobed, just one more push. One more push and your, and your baby will be here. All of a sudden, Jacobed heard the cry. And she heard a whisper. It's a boy. It's a boy. In that first breath of the, uh, of the baby boy, there's life. But in the next breath, this baby boy has been sentenced to death. Jacob gives an anguish plea to the Lord. God, please protect my son. Protect my son. I know there's been a decree for him to be thrown into the Nile River, but God, protect my son. And in that very moment, right there and then, God was at work. Now Moses was born 300 years after the patriarch Joseph had died and there was a new king on the throne and this king knew nothing about jo- jo- J- uh, Joseph. He knew nothing about Jacob. He knew nothing about God and he didn't care less. This king was only concerned about himself. And he saw all the Hebrew people and he saw that they were multiplying just as the Lord God had told Abraham that they would. That promise was coming to pass. And this king started to get fearful. He had a fear of man, and I can just see him sitting up there on his chair, and he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, all these thoughts try to assail him. These people are going to come, and they're going to overthrow you. They're going to kill you. And so you know what he did? The king acted out in fear, fear of man. He was paranoid. He was scared. And because of that, he gave a decree to all the midwives that they should kill all the Hebrew boys that were born. Well, I love these midwives as we read in chapter 1 of Exodus because they did not kill the baby boys. In fact, they told Pharaoh that they couldn't get to them on time. And I love, as you read on in the scriptures, it says that as the midwives protected all of those baby boys, the God came and he protected them. And the midwives had families of their own. Well, the king wasn't too happy, and so he made a decree that all the baby boys should be thrown into the Nile River where they should drown or be eaten by crocodiles because he was so paranoid that he was going to be overthrown. Today, fear will take you places that you never thought you would go. The fear of man will make you do things you never thought you would would do. And so this is when Moses is born. This is the season. This is the time. This is the story. This is the place where Moses is born to Jochebed. Now, Jochebed grew up hearing about God, grew up hearing about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. She knew the promises, she trusted, and she believed in God. And so let's go ahead and read our text this morning. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, and we have it up here on the screen for you as well. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, and some virgins say beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him any longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds, and she sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. And when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Now I'll tell you something that's interesting that I see in this passage. Jochebed's name is not mentioned she is called the woman. It is not until you continue on reading in chapter 6, verse 20, when we learn that her name is Jochebed. And you know what the Lord showed me? The Lord showed me is that sometimes we might feel that we go unnoticed. You know, moms, there's so much we do in a day. <laughs> the kids work, carpooling, the house, and in general, there's so many things with our job and the Lord wanted me to tell you all today that he notices you, that God sees you. God has an, he knows where you live, he knows everything about you, and he sees what you're going through. So don't lose heart, don't get frustrated, don't be afraid, because God has a plan, and it's not for man to notice, because we always know that God notices, amen. Amen. So I want to share with you three things I see about this mother, about Jacobed today that we all can learn from. Number one, I see that she is a woman of courage. She is a woman of courage. You know, how many of you have ever heard the newborn cries of a baby? Mm-hmm. I see some of those looks out there. Yes. It could fill up this entire place right now. And how many of you have two o'clock in the morning have sat with the newborn cries of the baby and you're suddenly crying. And yes, I see those hands. I see those hands. We'll have an altar call in a minute. No, um, no, but I just think about this woman. She was so courageous because she hid him. She hid Moses for three months. She's still a wife. She's still a a mother to Miriam and to Aaron. She's still having to do her work. But yet somehow she finds the courage to say, I don't care what happens to me. But I know that my God is going to protect my baby boy. So she acted courageously in a time of oppression and slavery in a season that she never dreamed that she would have her children in. She had to embrace the place of where she was at. Because when she embraced it, God could come in and he could work. (laughs) Now it says that Moses was a beautiful child, he was set apart. And I would have to believe that as she was hiding Moses for those three months, she remembered how the Lord had spared Isaac all those many years ago. I don't know what you're going through today. But it's so important that we remember the promises of God, no matter what we're facing. That we stand on the miracles that he has already done for us. Hmm. You know, when, the, when Moses led the children of, of Israel through the Red Sea, it was an amazing and awesome experience. But it wasn't, I believe, three days later when they were already grumbling and complaining. <laughs> So I just feel like it's so important that we continue to know who our God is in our life and what his word says he's going to do. And so God gave her the grace to do what she needed to do during that time. So she was a woman of courage. And there's so many other women in the Bible who are women of courage that could speak to us today. I think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. When the angel appeared to her, she had her plans. Her and Joseph were gonna be married. This was not what she expected to have happen. It wasn't part of her story for herself. But yet, what was her response when the angel told her that she was going to be with child? She said, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me. Oh, that I wish that I could have that response. (laughs) I think about Queen Esther. Oh, Esther. God called her for such a time as this, to come and deliver deliver her people, deliver the Jews. She was in the palace, in the kingdom. God was writing a story that was her life. As a little girl, she probably could have never have dreamed that she would be a queen, but God did. She was taking one step in front of the other, trusting God along the way. And guess what? I want to tell you today, your story is not over. God is still writing. God is still with you. God is still at work. Number two, what do I see today? I see that Jacobet is a, a woman, a mother of wisdom, of wisdom. Unstoppable. She follows the call of God. You know, when she could no longer hide him, and he was getting too big. I just believe as she was sitting there, with him, that she was crying out for wisdom from the Lord. God, what do I do next? I don't know where this is going to go. I don't I don't know how this is going to end. But God, give me the wisdom to know what to do. And I just would have to believe the Lord said, put them in a basket. Make a basket. Put them in it. Put them by the Nile. You know, we can't see down the road and around the corner, but our God can. But what we can see is the next step that we have And as we're taking those steps with God, and moms, as you're taking those steps with your children, (laughs) it's just crying out and asking the Lord for wisdom along the way. And we can see here that God gave her wisdom. It says in Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To be in awe of God. To know who God is. To put him as first place in our life. To don't allow the distractions and the worries and the cares and the frustrations and the fears to get the best of us. Hmm. So he gave her instructions. And you know what I see with this basket, what the Lord showed me? Is that God wants to take something that's ordinary. Just an ordinary basket. And God can take that basket and he can do the extraordinary with it. You know, God tends to bring about his will through ordinary people, ordinary events, ordinary items. So today I want to ask you, what do you have in your hands that you think is just ordinary? Because God wants to take it and do the extraordinary with it. It's just, are you asking him for the wisdom and the courage to walk out what needs to be done? And I see the basket and I see that there was a miracle that took place through this basket. As we talked about, about Jacob didn't know what was going to happen. But as we read, the scripture told her to take the basket and put it at the bank of the Nile River. That's all she knew to do. And here she's at a crossroads. She is not sure of what's going to happen She doesn't know if, if her baby boy is gonna be found and if somebody, if he's gonna die or they're gonna throw him in the Nile River or she doesn't know what's going to happen. But we're, it's in the middle of the story that we can see the miracle take place. And how many of you have found yourselves at certain times at a crossroad? God, do I go here? Do I, do I go here? Lord, I never saw this happen. I, I never saw what was going to come up with my job. I I never saw this issue with my family. I, I never saw the possibly an issue with the child or your husband and your wife and you're sitting here today and you're more like sitting here like this today and there's some separation and... You know, it could be something in your job, and your workplace, and you just, you didn't see this taking place, and you could be maybe a young adult here in college, and you've got lots of choices and lots of decisions, and there's, and there's crossroads. Well, I want to tell you today, it's right here in the middle of those crossroads that God wants to get involved, and God wants to do a miracle in your life. I love it. We have the text for you. It's Mark chapter 6, and, um... It says, late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land, and he saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves, and about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when he saw him, saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped and they were totally amazed. Totally amazed. You got the disciples in the middle of the lake. And God is on the shore. Jesus is on the shore and he sees them. And they're in a storm and they're battling And they're afraid, and he walks out towards them. Mm. And I love it. What does he do? He says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And he climbed in the boat. You know, Jesus shared with me today that he wants to climb in the boat with you. He wants to climb in the boat in the middle of the mess, in the middle of the confusion, in the middle of the unknown, in the middle of the hurt, in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the strife, in the middle of the not knowing, he wants to climb in the boat with you, and he has this to say to you, "Don't be afraid, take courage. I am here." Exodus 14:14 14, 14 says, "The Lord will fight for, for you. You only need to be still. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. How many of you know that we live in a day and age where being still is, 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 is a pastime for us? We have so much coming at us. Technology, people, friends, life, kids. I mean, to really get still with the Lord means that we have to set the time, take our phone, put it in a different room, take the computer, get away from the TV. And God desires to just be still with us because God wants to talk to us. Every single day, God has something to share and talk with you about. It's just, are we taking the time to listen to him, to want to hear from him, the desire to hear from him, to say, God, what what do you have for me today? And, you know, when I was in high school, um, it was interesting. I, I had a graduating class of eighth grade of, of about, I think it was about 15 people. And um, when I went to high school, it was about 2,300 people was the high school. So that is a really big difference, right? 15 to 2,300. And um, we, had a freshman jun- we had a freshman building and then we had a sophomore, junior, senior building. And what was interesting was that um, we had different classes in different buildings. So twice a day my freshman year, I was walking back and forth from the building. And, um, you know, I was, I was, I was a loner. I, I, I didn't have many friends my freshman year. I kept to myself. I was quiet. Um, it was actually a very hard year for me. It was a very lonely year for me. Um, and I can remember I was making my way in between those buildings, about a five-minute walk. And you'd have people and all the friends, and they were all hanging out and had all these people, and I was just kind of by myself walking. And it's in the middle of those two buildings where a foundation was laid for me at 14 years old of learning to trust my God, of learning to talk to God, of learning to pour out my heart to God. Twice a day, I would walk and I would talk and I would pray to him during that time because I was lonely and and instead of And instead of turning that loneliness into things that were unhealthy and unproductive, I turned into God. And you know what? That foundation that has been built has kept me through all these years later. That whenever I found myself at a place of loneliness and fear and frustration or the unknown, I just don't know what's going to happen. I found myself running into God, getting still before God. God. And it could be that some of you just need to take some time to do that, even today. Even today. To just turn into God. Number three, I see that she is a woman of faith. Hashtag fight for your future. She had faith to believe that she could place her son in the Nile and God would protect him, that God had a plan says in 1st Timothy 6:12 fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you also were called and have confessed the good f- confession in the presence of many witnesses and then I love Hebrews 11:1 it says faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of the things we cannot see there's a quote I like that says faith tells me that no matter what lies ahead of me God is already there Faith tells me that no matter what lies ahead of me, God is always there. And we can see in the story of Jacobet how God was already there. That God had Miriam there watching over the baby boy at the time. And Pharaoh's daughter found him, fell in love with him, wanted to keep him as her son. And we can see that Jacobet had the opportunity to raise him. (laughs) She had to let him go twice in this story. Let them go. And mamas, how many you know, <laughs> there are times you got to let go, right? <laughs> and it's hard and it's difficult, but God is there. God is waiting. God is protecting. God is, is keeping. And we always have a choice. We can either look at our circumstances through the eyes of fear, or we can look at our circumstances through the eyes of faith, knowing that God is already there and is going to meet all of our needs, even though we can only see what's right in front of us but God is at work. I can see the providence of God in this story, his protection and plan. Jacob had just happened to put Moses in the right place on the Nile and Pharaoh's daughter just happened to see the basket and Moses just happened to cry at the right time and Miriam just happened to be nearby and Jacob had just happened to be available to nurse and Pharaoh's daughter just happened to have enough influence to save the baby, Moses. So we can see the beginning, we can see the middle, and we can see the end of this story. Renee Swope has a quote that says, I want to be a woman, you can be a man today, who overcomes obstacles by tackling them in faith instead of tiptoeing around them in fear. How many of you right now, if you've got a cir- circumstance, a situation, and you, know, you can see the hand of God, you, you, you can already see, but you, you can't see what's ahead. But today you can say, I'm going to take steps of faith, believing that my God is at work and he's going to provide every need that I have. And he, by him, I am an overcomer. And there is nothing that I can do. There's, not, there's nothing that he can't do in and through me today. God's got more for you than you could ever dream today. Don't limit God today. Jacobed did not limit God. She didn't limit him. She took steps of faith, believing says in proverbs 3 5 and 6 the message it says trust god from the bottom of your heart and don't try and figure out everything listen for god's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go because he's the one who's going to keep you on track i love that and there's a quote by Ian e. foster it says we we must let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us You know, when I was, um, when I was oh, wow, I've worked here for almost nine years, so this was about nine and a half years ago, and um, I had just graduated from uh, Lee University with my master's in mental health counseling, and um, I, I remember I, I put out my resume, I went to different, uh, you know, counseling places. I was in Tennessee at the time, and I did everything I knew to do. To try and get a job in the counseling field. I mean, I had just gotten my master's. I thought, well, Lord, I know this is what you have for me. You know, I love my parents; they're in Tallahassee. But, you know, I'm now gonna keep going with my life on my own and be in Tennessee. And, you know, those were what I had planned for myself. And after a few months of trying, as you know, funds my my funds ran out. So, how many of you know when your funds run out? You gotta go home to mommy and daddy. <laughs> Again, this was twice, right? They let me go once, and, and then they, anyways, I came back twice after college and grad school. But God had a plan, and I was a 27-year-old living with my mom and my dad. So how many of you know that's not what I had planned for myself at all? No. I, uh, I had thought that maybe I would have some kids and be married, and, you know, I love my parents, but not living with them. And, um, and so anyways, I, a few months had gone by and I tried to get in, uh, to do, to, 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 go into some counseling places here and had some interviews and man, every door was shutting. How many of you have ever been there where every door shuts and you're just confused and you're at a crossroads and you're like, God, this is messy. I don't like this. And, um, so I got a phone call from a church and, um, in a totally different state. Um, and, uh, they actually were interested in knowing if, if I wanted to come and and be on staff. And I thought, well, you know, Lord, I didn't, I didn't see myself working at a church, but I have a degree in Christian ministries and my master's degree and put that together and okay, God, maybe this could work. So we started the interviews, and the emails, and the phone calls, and I was excited, and I was like, okay, wow, Lord, this must be what you have. They reached out to me. This is not what I had planned, and I'm super excited, and talked to my parents about it. They were agreeing with me, and so uh, the phone call rang one day, um, and it was the phone call uh, that, we, that was going to take place to uh, plan the date for me to fly out there. And really just, just make this a done deal. So um, as the phone is ringing, I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, I hear the voice of God whisper to me as, as clear as day. This is not what I have for you. This is not what I have for you. And I remember staring at that phone and I was like, no no, God, I didn't know. No. You know those moments where you hear his voice and it's like, I don't know, I don't know. But I knew, I knew, I just knew, I knew. And my dad actually had walked by at that moment and he's like, what is wrong with you? Because I'm just standing there staring at this phone and I'm like, why aren't you answering it? And I told him and he's like, well, Terry, you need to do what the Lord is telling you to do. You need to do it. You got to trust Jesus. So... As it turns out, they couldn't get me on the home phone, so I hear my cell phone ringing. And I thought maybe I might have a little time, you know, that I could wait and call them back and maybe think about this a little bit. How many of you have ever been like, well, God, let's just think about it, you know? Let's just take some time. Maybe I need to get in your word and, you know. Um, but I heard the cell phone ringing and Lord was said, tell them now, tell them now, tell them now. Soap. I got soap. Soap. so. I got the phone, I picked it up, I went out on the back porch, and I shared with them how thankful and how wonderful and how awesome this opportunity was, but I just felt like the Lord had told me that this wasn't what I was supposed to do, and, and that if I was to do it, it wouldn't be the right thing for me, and it wasn't going to be the right thing for them, right? Because God is involved, and I mean, it's about us, but it's always so much bigger than us. And they were, they understood, and we prayed, and it was good, and... I remember hanging up that phone and it was like, okay, wow. Now what do I do with the rest of my life? I don't have a job. I'm still home with my parents. Like, this is what I was so excited about. I mean, how many of you have ever said no to something and, and, but yet there's nothing else you're, you're running towards. And so during this time that I was home with my, my parents, I, um, had gotten to know some ladies at Starbucks really well because I would go in there and read and, So they asked me if I wanted to work at Starbucks one day when I was in there. I was like, oh, Starbucks. I love coffee, but okay, Starbucks. And I remember I was one of those moments like, okay, well, I'll take the application and think about it. And mom and I were driving by there one day, and I was like, mom, should I do it? And she's like, well, why not? You don't, I mean, there's nothing else. And I was like, I know, I need to work. Like... I didn't see myself getting out of grad school and going and working at Starbucks. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I did it. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. But um, it's just not what I saw. But anyways, I go in there and I get a job. And, you know, I, uh, I worked there for three months and it was pretty cool. I met some great people. I messed up a lot of people's coffees and made a lot of people mad at me and... You know, it's crazy. I don't know if you ever stood at the counter and watched those baristas, but it is pressure, people. So just be nice to those baristas. Um, but but anyways, a long story short, um, three months later, um, uh, the board had been speaking with pastor, with dad, and the board had asked, asked dad if, if maybe I would want to come on board as the college and assimilation pastor. And again, that wasn't my, you know... I was like, counseling? But that wasn't, you know, what I had thought of. But uh, when when Pastor, when he came and he talked to me and asked me, it just, it felt right. There was a knowing that, yes, this is the door I'm supposed to walk into. And here's the deal. At the time when I shut the the door on the other job, I had no idea what was going to open up for me a couple of months. But God did because God was at work. And I had to walk through some mess. I had to go through some frustrations. It was lonely, you know, just telling people where you live when they're like at Starbucks. Oh, with my parents, you know, I mean, it's, but it was cool though, because I had the best parents in the world, but, um, but I'm just want to share with you that God knows what he's doing today, that God sees you. You're not going unnoticed by him and moms. God loves you today. (laughs) Women, as I look out, you are so beautiful today. It says in Psalms 139 that we are all fearfully and we are all wonderfully made. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the good, says the Lord, plans for good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And so what can we learn from Jochebed today? We can learn that she is a woman of courage she is a woman of wisdom, and she is a woman of faith. Pastor Glenn, if you could come to the, to the keyboard at this time, and if I could have everyone please stand up. It is Mother's Day. It's a time to honor our moms and appreciate all the Lord is doing in them and in our lives. And I would like to ask all the women, if they don't mind coming, down front all the women it doesn't matter if you are six years old to a hundred years old i just like all the women to come down front yes keep on coming y'all look great keep on coming i love i love all you ladies you are beautiful Yes, y'all can keep coming. You know, ladies, it could be today that in your story right now, you're walking through some things that you didn't plan. (laughs) Some unexpected things have happened and it's gotten a little messy. It's been some hard, hard places that you've had to walk through and... You know, oftentimes we want to try and control, right? (laughs) We want to control, but God says, let go and let me today. Let go and let me today. And when the Lord, when I was praying and asking him about this word today, the Lord brought one word. He said, reconciliation. Today is a day of reconciliation. God wants to restore today. He wants to restore marriages. He wants to restore relationships with moms and children. He wants to restore your broken hearts today. He said, there'll be some ladies that come in and you've just gotten a broken heart. You're in the middle of the story and God says today that I want to do a miracle right here in the middle of your story. I see you. I know you. I love you today. There's a Psalms 46:5. It says, "God is within her; she will not fall." I want you to think about that for a moment. God is within you today. You will not fall. There might have been moments and times where you just wanted to let everything go and just give up and throw in the towel but God is greater in you today. And God wants me to decree and declare to you that God is within you. You will not fall today. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants to get into your boat today and ladies, this is one I want to declare over to you today. You are an overcomer and you are more than a conqueror. Ladies, you have nothing to fear today. Ladies, God is with you, so who can be against you? Mm. Ladies, you're a child of the one true king who loves you today with an everlasting love. So press on today, ladies. Don't give up. Continue through the mirror, through through the mess, because God is wanting to do a miracle. Have hope today, ladies, because God is faithful. Amen. 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 Well, ladies, this is what I want to do today. How many of you would say, and just be bold, it's just it's, it's just us today here. How many of you say, you know, yeah, I've I've been walking through some things today? I'm in the middle of some things today. I'm at a crossroads today. I can't see the ending, but I know my God does, and there's been some some times where I've just kind of lost hope. And today I just I just want someone to agree with me in prayer today. I want someone to agree with me and to know that today God is getting right in the middle of my circumstances, and God is getting in my boat today, and God tells me today to not be afraid. How many, if you just, just raise your hand, ladies, if this is you, just raise your hand, just raise your hand, keep those hands up, keep those hands up. Ladies, this is what I want us to do. Iron sharpens iron. So I want you to turn around and I want you to look. Ladies, raise your hands high. Just be bold. God wants to do a miracle today in your life. So if you see a hand raised, ladies, just lay hands on those ladies. Gather around them today. Ladies, just come. Gather around. Gather around. Gather around. Hallelujah. Just start praying. Let's start praying for each other. Hallelujah. Father, we love you today. God, we worship you today. Hallelujah, God. God, there is none like you, Lord God. Lord, I just pray for every woman here today, Lord. Every mother, God. Every grandmother, Lord. God, every aunt, Lord. Every girl, Lord. God, I just thank you for their lives. God, I thank you that you see them right now. They are not forgotten right now. You see them. You care. You are right in the middle, Lord God. And God, I just speak hope. 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 Hope, hope, hope. God, I speak life. I speak life. I speak resurrection power today where there have been some things that have died where they have just felt like they wanted to give up. Lord, I thank you right now, God, that you are coming in and you are doing a miracle right now in their lives, oh God, that today is a day of freedom. Today is a day of knowing, God, that you are more than enough, oh Lord. And there is nothing that we have to fear there is nothing that we have to be afraid of for greater is you God within us than he that is in the world and God is within us today and we will not fall we are mighty women of God Lord I thank you for coming in and you're just healing broken hearts today you're binding up wounds today God I thank you for restoration. Lord God, I thank you for restoration in marriages today. You are the restorer, Lord God. I thank you for restoration of hearts and lives with children, Lord. I thank you, God. God, we just praise you when we just worship you, Lord. And I thank you that you are getting in our boat today, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ladies, just shout to God with a voice of triumph. Just shout to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, God. We worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, ladies, I just challenge you today that you can be women of courage. You can be women of wisdom. And you can be women of faith. Amen. Amen.
0: We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.